0: The whole point in getting to know who your customer is, is that your marketing, your messaging, your social media, your, your content should always be leading them to you and your stuff. I, as your perfect customer, should read your content, should see a social media post and think you're talking directly to me. And that's really hard to do when you don't know who these people are. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 289. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, and I am your host, Teresa heath If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies That I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So this week, I am going to talk all about your perfect customer. Because I was putting together a freebie that I have about visibility. If you want it, you can go to theresaheathwaringcom forward slash visible. And basically it's like a five day email challenge where I email you every day and I give you something specific to do. And it's all about getting more visible, getting in front of other people's audiences through things like podcasts and speaking on other people's, in other people's groups or doing a guest blog or whatever it might be. But it's a really brilliant way to increase your audience and a really successful one. So I've put together this visibility challenge, and when I was putting it together, I was going to record a video about how you come up with your perfect customer, how you know they are, and I just didn't get time because I really gave myself some tight deadlines, which I've am actually finding that I really need to do at the moment to get stuff done. Sometimes you're uber productive, and sometimes you need a kick, and I'm I'm in the season of needing a kick right now, so. I was going to do a video, didn't do a video, and then I thought, oh, I know, well, it was actually not my idea. It was one of my lovely members' ideas. Why don't you link to an old podcast? Well, I couldn't find one for ages and ages, and I thought, surely I've done an episode recently on how you come up with your perfect customer, but evidently I haven't. So I am going to do that today, but it's quite good, actually, because I've recently talked about this in lots of talks I've given, and I've got some new examples and some new things to maybe put your way, which might help you come up with your customer a bit easier, or at least give you a different way of thinking about it. So, if you've seen me speak about this before, you will have seen me talk about that we can't just look at the demographics. So, when I started back in marketing all those many, 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 many years ago, when I did my degree in it, we literally used to just look at like, what age is our perfect customer What sex are they? Where are they based? Or what's their location? What's their marriage status? Do they have children? And what kind of job might they have? It was really basic information. And that doesn't work any longer. And it doesn't have to because we have so much more information available to us now and in this amazing world that we're in. And the example I gave when I did this was I talked about an estate agent. So I was saying, let's say you had an estate agent and I went to them, who's your perfect customer? What age are they? Well, they could be any age, you know, basically from the over 18, right the way up to whenever it is, someone might buy a house. Well, what sex are they? Well, they could be any gender. What location? Okay, you could argue that they're going to be in the location of the estate agent, but... You've also got people moving into the area. So what location are they coming from? Well, anywhere. Are they married? What's their marriage status? Could be, might not be. Could be divorced, could be separated, could be single. Um, do they have children? Well, some do, some don't. Some won't ever, some will. What jobs do they do? Well, they could be any job. So this just doesn't work. Because the whole point in getting to know who your customer is, is that your marketing, your messaging, your social media, your, your content should always be leading them to, to you and your stuff. I, as your perfect customer, should read your content, should see a social media post and think you're talking directly to me. And that's really hard to do when you don't know who these people are or you're only looking at them from those points of view. So for a long while, I've been talking about, can you answer the following? And it's, do you know what their behaviours, motivations and aspirations are? What their pain points are? and How do you meet their needs? Now I put together in one of the many presentations I've got, I've gave a few different examples. One example is my business and another example I've done recently because I did a talk for a big, big company over in Greece and they had like FedEx there and they had like the Greece's largest telecom company and it was huge. So I didn't want to use me as an example because I felt a little bit small. So we ended up using Dove as an example and actually it's a great example and, and I'm since kind of fallen in love with them and their marketing. So let's talk about behaviours, motivations, and aspirations. So when I look at my customers, so if you are a customer of mine, I'm assuming you might resonate with some of these. So you have a business that you love and you know you want to make a difference to the people you serve. All of my customers are that. You work really hard, but just not just in the business. So, you know, It isn't just about the business, you have other things and it might be that you have a family, it might be that you have a partner, you might have hobbies. This is okay, but could be better. I think that's standard for everybody who's in business. You might get nervous meeting new people and you might lack confidence in your business skills and your own self-belief. So you know that you are good. Well, you might not always know, but I'm telling you, you are good at the thing you do. Sometimes you just might lack a bit of that confidence in terms of running a business And you want your business to grow and be successful, but you don't necessarily want it to grow at the risk of something else. So if I said to you, well, actually, some of you might say yes to this. And I was about to say to you, if I say to you, right, you can't see your kids in the week, but you can have a successful business. Some of you might say yes. Some of you might go, no, I love my children. I want to see them. But You know what I mean? Like If I said to you, okay, you've got to work every hour that God sends, and then you might be successful a lot of you are going to go, yeah, no, I don't want that. And you want to grow at a pace that's realistic, right? So you want to know that you do want to succeed. You do know you're you're meant for more. You have got huge aspirations, but actually your behaviours and motivations are around doing a good job and showing up authentically. So that is my customer. So then if I whip over to the one that I did for Dove... When it came, so in case you're not sure, I'm sure you know who Dove is, but they are a brand in the UK. They're not just a UK brand, they're an international brand and they do skincare and hair care. And they do do it for males. They do male products, female products. But when you look at their stuff, their marketing is predominantly aimed at females. So behaviours, motivations and aspirations for a Dove customer is that they want to take care of their body, but they don't want to spend a fortune on skincare. So Dove's customers do want nice products, but they're not willing to spend a huge amount of money. They care about the planet and themselves. So they are not necessarily into like, you know, really fake toxic type stuff, if it makes them look good, because they do want to look good, but they don't want to spend a, a fortune and they don't want to put it at the risk of the planet or themselves. They love and value natural products. They want to see real women and they want to see themselves represented. So when they look at their in people's marketing, when they buy from companies, Dove's customers want to see themselves represented in the marketing and they love seeing empowering messages about women. So these are kind of the behaviours and motivations and aspirations of a Dove customer. So as you can see, they're much, much deeper. They're going in on a really personal level. So now let's go to the next point, which was pain points. Now, what often happens here is people get really focused on the thing they sell and the thing they fix. That's not always the case. So in my instance, in my business, some of the pain points that I help with, or some of the pain points that my customers have, is they're worried their business will fail and they'll have to get a job. Now, that's like the ultimate fear and the ultimate pain point. It's like, I really, God, I couldn't imagine anything worse than myself. Honestly, my husband tries to convince me that I should get a corporate job because he sees how hard I work and he's like, but you could earn really good money really easily. You wouldn't have to do half as much as you do already. Like, yeah, but I love what I do. So, no, thank you. So, you know, the idea of getting a job is just the worst in my head. Some of their pain points might be they're not making enough money and they want their income to be important. So, they are bringing in money. That's without doubt. People in my world, they do tend to be bringing in money, but it's not enough. And they want it to be important. They want to feel valued about the money that they bring in. They're not sure if they're doing all the things right. So they've been delivered a million different ways to do things. They've heard that many different experts. They're a bit lost in the weeds as to what is the thing they actually need to do. And what is the, what is the next step for them? Like They just want to know the next thing. They get overwhelmed with everything they should be doing in their business and they want to be taken seriously. Like they don't want people to think they're just playing at this. And they are serious business people. They really want to be taken seriously and they want to become more confident, not only about their business, but also with them. The people who come into my world, they do the work on themselves. You know, they've maybe had a therapist, they've maybe had a coach in the past. These people care. They've probably done the Enneagrams and the Myers-Briggs and all that. And now they just want it to make sense. And they want they want their their life and their business to become more of one. And they want to work out how they use all these amazing tools and bring it together to be the best possible version that they can be. So those are the pain points that my customers have. So let's whip over. I'm literally going between two presentations, if you hear my mouse moving, to the Dove presentation. So what are the pain points of people who buy Dove products. So they're a busy person who doesn't have time or money to spend hours on themselves. So people who buy Dove products, they're not the kind of people who necessarily go into a department store on a weekend and spend ages at a makeup counter, like having everything tried on and, you know, they haven't got time for that. They're tired of seeing what women should look like. They're tired of seeing the filtered, perfect versions of women that once felt like we had to be there, but now feel like that's just utter rubbish. So let's just be truthful about it. They want a good product without spending lots of money and they want to be seen. They want to feel beautiful. They want to feel empowered and they want to educate themselves on self care. So they know that self care isn't just about taking a bath, it's a lot more than that. But they want to be educated around that and they want, they know they're beautiful and they want people to see them as beautiful and therefore the world to kind of be a bit more realistic about what beauty is. Okay, so then the last thing, how do I meet their needs? So let's go back, flip back to my business. So in terms of how I meet their needs, what often happens here is we often go, well, I do one-to-one, I do one-to-many, I do, you know, small coaching groups, I speak on stages, I have the podcast, that's not what we mean. So when we say, how do we meet their needs, how do I meet those problems? So for me, it's things like I have a community of like-minded business owners for support. So the people in my community are the nicest humans. I say this all the time and people don't get it until they come in. Like they really don't. They don't understand. We're doing an open house soon. So do come in for that because people don't quite get what I mean until they come into my world. And then they're like, these people are phenomenal. They are phenomenal. So I provide that. We obviously have online training that they can do in their own time. And doing in their own time is really important because of the fact they're busy and they're juggling a million things. We give really straightforward and no BS and no fluff advice so they can get those direct answers. We offer accountability. Now, in my mind, what has been the biggest change in the online world, and certainly for me and what I offer, is that People are getting a bit tired of the courses and I've actually stopped offering any new courses in my group because they've got a shed load of them. And if there was something in particular that they were all like, we really need help with this, then of course I would bring someone in to do it. And actually instead, I'm offering up the space to my members and I'm saying, come and teach us what you know. So one week we'll learn about Feng Shui, then we're going to learn about art, then we're going to learn about Google Ads. Like it's really cool. Anyway. So, we offer that kind of space where they can learn things, but it's the accountability that people need. So, for me, I've been bringing in more and more and more accountability to get them to get the work done. We give them live coaching calls where they can ask me anything. So, when they're overwhelmed and they're not sure what to do next, that's why they have those coaching calls. We do the mindset stuff so they can develop themselves further in terms of becoming a more kind of, you know, I was going to say rounded human. That's not the word I wanted to use at all. But, you know, that they have these tools in their toolbox in order to whip them out when life gets hard, because it does and it will. We run businesses. This stuff is not easy. And they want the safe space to grow where there's no growth shaming. So I've been in groups before where it really has been, unless you're bringing in this amount of money, you're really, you're not important. And that is just shocking because, first off, if we all go back to the last time we were employed and how much we got paid, you know, it's probably kind of unbelievable that we could ever earn the money we earn now through a job. So somehow when you get into your own business, people just kind of lose their minds and think if they're not earning seven figures, they're not successful. Well, that's absolute madness. And the other thing that I, how I meet their needs is I get to know them and their business. So I genuinely know the people in my world. I had an amazing testimonial written for me the other day. Which, FYI, I just paused this recording so I could run off and get it. Not physically run off, it was on my computer. So it was on LinkedIn, which was really lovely. It was as a recommendation and it was lovely Sarah Jane. And she put, I've been a member of the Business Dream Club. I don't know. Dream Business Club. I don't even know the name of my own clubs. I've been a member of the Dream Business Club for about a year and I followed her free offerings for a couple of years for that. When I wasn't her client, she always had time to personally reply, to answer my replies to her emails, which gobsmacked me, but is part of the course for her. She genuinely cares about helping people and that's part of it to her. Now I'm in a membership, I can tell you there's nothing she wouldn't do for her members to help us help ourselves. The monthly group coaching calls is always helpful, even if you listen, because she digs down, right down into what's going on and makes sure she understands not only the exact situation you're asking about, but also the most important, what's most important to you. I hate reading, you know that. She deeply understands that different people have different priorities. There's no one size fits all answers in business. She's cultivated a fabulous membership filled with similarly kind-hearted, positive-minded entrepreneurs all ready to help and encourage each other. In many Facebook groups, I see people routinely bash for not for not somehow already knowing things, but never in the dream business club. And she goes on and says lots of other things, which is just amazing, but that was so, so lovely to hear. So when we talk about meeting their needs, it's not necessarily about, here's what the product is, it's about how you meet the needs. Like, So I could have a different type of product and still meet the needs. Does that make sense? So for instance, if you do Facebook ads for a living, Someone doesn't have the need, they might, but most often they don't have the need to learn Facebook ads. They have the needs to get more customers in their world. So your product could essentially be something else, but it isn't. It just happens to be Facebook ads. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's head back over to Dove and how does Dove meet their needs? So Dove uses real women in their advertising. And honestly, I looked at a lot of their content and it is phenomenal, the people they use in it. They celebrate and share empowered messages and people. They provide quality and affordable products. They help to educate. So on their website, there's a whole section around education of skincare and beauty and all that sort of thing, as well as education around, I don't know if you've ever checked out Dove's YouTube, but education around like, you know, what we're doing as humans in terms of like all these filters and how we see ourselves and how we're bringing up our kids around how they should look and not look and all this sort of stuff. They are phenomenal. They have accessible products. And what I mean by that, they are in places where people go. So they're probably in supermarkets or in a local chemist that someone's going to. They're not, like I said, in a department store where you specifically have to go and get the products. They're certified as cruelty-free by PETA and they pledge to the green marketing. So as you can see, they meet their needs in lots of different ways. And it's not just about the product. I didn't say they've got shampoo, they've got face wash, they've got body wash. I didn't say any of those things because they meet their needs in different ways. So think more about the the benefits of the thing that you're offering. That's what you're trying to sell. Needs benefits analysis. This takes me back to the many, 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 many years ago, I used to work with HSBC and we used to sell financial products. And it was like, you don't sell insurance, you sell the benefit of insurance. So you sell the fact of like, you'll be covered because no one wants to buy insurance because they don't get anything for their money, but they're buying it for the, if something goes wrong, need of that product, the benefit of that product. So that is how I go through and I talk about customers. Now, another thing that I was going to do in the episode, but we're, we're getting on a bit now, is I was going to talk about the story brand fra- framework of Basically, they have the character, which is your customer, who has a problem, their pain point, who meets a guide, you, who gives them a plan, i.e. how do you fix their thing, who calls them to action, as in buy it or download it or whatever it is, which ends in a result. And if the result is they buy, then they get success. If they don't buy, then they get a failure. So that's the story brand framework I've done a few times. I've done a bit of training on. I am not story brand accredited at all, but it can be quite helpful. So if you haven't read that book, that's the first step. Go read the book. But I think I might put in another episode at some point to talk about that. But if you haven't looked at who your customer is anytime soon or recently, then absolutely take the time to do that because it does change and tweak over time. Okay, hopefully that helps. Let me know if it does, and I will speak to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.